Former nurse Redonda Vaught has been convicted of criminally negligent homicide and gross neglect of an impaired adult in the death of a patient she accidentally gave the wrong medication. The medical community is very concerned about criminalizing medical mistakes and what this verdict could mean going forward. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? It is going well. I can't believe we're already hitting Wednesday. Right. This week has gone by really fast. But it has. I am good. I can't believe we're at the end of the month either. Where is the right? time going? It's almost April. Wow, it's wild. Yeah. It's all good, though. I can't complain. I just, honestly, I am getting so anxious to get my puppies. Oh, I bet. It's just crazy. I was thinking, uh, when we got our last year chihuahua, he was so tiny that uh, he only weighed eight ounces. He looked like a hamster. He (laughs) did. He was so (laughs) tiny. uh, And he was so cold. And Christy and Rhonda bought some really cute toddler socks and we cut holes in them for his little arms to go through. And that's what he wore for sweaters for quite a while was little baby socks, toddler socks. Yeah. And I was thinking about these guys. Are they going to need toddler socks or maybe just little kid socks? They make good sweaters for tiny dogs, but, you know, they do. And kittens too that need a sweater. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, so I don't know. I've been thinking about maybe I should need to start like buying some stuff and preparing for puppies. Are you nesting for puppies? I'm, I'm nesting for puppies, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't wait to meet them. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. I'm super excited. And how are you? Uh, very good. You know, just living life, doing well. Well, good. Living the dream. Living uh, the dream. Down, down true crime rabbit holes all day, every day. Yeah. Not well, really all day, but you know. Yeah. There's plenty of it. We just learned that uh, season three of Dairy Girls will be out in like two weeks. Ah, so so clear your calendars. You will be doing nothing else. At least I won't. <laughs> Definitely. And if you have not watched Dairy Girls on Netflix, do yourselves a favor. <laughs> Go binge one and two so that you're all set to join the gals. Yep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so funny. Yeah. Always and this good is the last laugh. season. This is it. So... Yeah, so don't miss out because you're missing something if you haven't seen it. <laughs> for sure. Well, Katie, I hear that you have a bit of WTF news for us to kick off this episode. I really do. I'm already laughing about it. Let's see. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, WTF, Boston. <laughs> This actually happened two years ago, but I decided to go ahead and bring it to you anyway, because it's well worth it. And you probably haven't heard about this, so who cares, right? So this happened at the Franklin Park Zoo in Boston a couple of years ago. And there was a gentleman who 
kind of broke all the rules at the jail or at the zoo, sorry, probably the jail too later, but uh, at the zoo. And his name is Matthew Franklin. And Matthew wandered into the zoo uh, at 9.30 in the morning before it was open and hopped over a few enclosures uh, at the tiger uh, what? enclosure. Now, he didn't get clear in the enclosure, uh, but he got right up to the enclosure, like the very last uh, separation between, you know, the people and the tigers. Oh, my goodness. And then some employees came around the corner and he turned and hopped a fence and headed out. And so uh, zoo officials uh, grabbed him, zoo security grabbed him because, um, you know, by all accounts, it looked like he was trying to break into the tiger enclosure. Right. And he was almost there when he got caught. Oh so gosh. they sent him to the hospital to have a psychological evaluation. Seems legit. As yeah, you do. yeah. Yeah. And from there, uh, the hospital said, now nah, he's totally sane. So the police said, all right, well, then we'll take our, dare I say, crack at the apple. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, uh, they arrested him and charged him with uh, criminal trespass and a couple of things, uh, you know, related to, uh, from their thinking, trying to break into the tiger enclosure. Right. Well, then he was interviewed by the local news and he was like, break into the tiger enclosure? That's crazy. I would have been murdered. They would have killed me. He was like, no, no, no. I just wanted to look into the eye of the tiger. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, okay. Um... That's that's what he was trying to do. He just wanted to look into. I So, duh, people. He wasn't trying to get killed. He just wanted to look into the eye of the tiger. He said he was about 20 yards away, but there was a fence. The tiger did growl at him. Uh, he acted like this was pretty commonplace. It's not. <laughs> he said no. it's something called the eye of the tiger. The eye of the tiger is the most dangerous thing you'll see in your whole life. And they say, I don't know who they is. And I'm going to recommend whoever they are. You probably should quit talking to them. But <laughs> they say that when you look into the eye of the tiger, you can see the whole soul. So naturally, he broke into the zoo and tried to see the whole soul. Whose soul? The tiger's? He wanted to let the tiger see his soul. I wasn't totally clear on that. But uh, yeah. this was all about the eye of the tiger, yo. I thought looking in the eye of the tiger was all about the thrill of the fight. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> what the hell? What an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm glad so, he didn't get in the tiger enclosure because those um, things never end well. But no. still, dude, what? <laughs> Seems like a questionable decision. Yes. So if ever somebody tells you that what you really need to do is break into the zoo and go peer into the eye of the tiger, I would, I'd pass. I would pass. Yeah, I think that's a no thanks for me. Wow. Yeah. But if you really want to look into the eye of the tiger, look, you can do it right now. Go for it. Here you go. All right. I'm looking. If you guys All are right. listening, we're looking at a picture of a tiger's eyes right now. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not scared. So I, 
kind of feel like you can see the soul from looking into anyone's eyes. It doesn't have to be a tiger, but that's okay. So anyway, but they did say he was sane, so we don't really know Um, (laughs) the whole what's or why's or how's of this, but there you go. That's, that's, that's now, you know, well, okay. Um, Note to self. Don't try that. Yeah. And whoever tells you that they're not your friend. Yeah. Whoever that they is. Yeah. No. questionable a questionable day yep mm-hmm. well i am gonna kick the mic back over to you for our main case okay well i'm i'm bringing a case that is it's been charged as a crime and this person has been commit convicted there are real questions about whether this was actually a crime or not, and it brings up a lot of questions in healthcare. So this mm-hmm. is the story of Nurse Redonda Vaught. And Redonda was a nurse in uh, Tennessee, in Nashville, at Vanderbilt Hospital there. Mm-hmm. Um, had Was well-known um, as a good nurse, you know, worked in the neurological ICU. Mm-hmm. you know had a good history never had really mm-hmm. been in trouble or anything well Redonda made a really big mistake back in December of 2017 mm-hmm. she was um, told to give a patient and the patient's name is uh, oh Murphy Charlene Murphy was Charlene Murphy she was 75 at the time and she was, she'd had a head injury. She was awaiting an MRI. And so she, Redonda was supposed to give her a dose of Versed, which is a sedative to calm her before she went into the MRI. Sure. So at this hospital, they have what's called a computerized medicine medication cabinet. Mm-hmm. So Basically, instead of waiting for the pharmacy to bring nurses medication, they can go get it out of this cabinet. Mm-hmm. Well, Redonda screwed up. Instead of gra- being Versed, she grabbed uh, Vecuronium, which is pretty heavy-duty paralytic. Is that what she ordered? Is that what she ordered? No, what was ordered was Versed. But when she went to the cabinet to get the medication, That's what she, got. she okay. grabbed the uh, vecuronium instead of the Versed. Of got course, okay. you know, you think about it, if they're um, alphabetical, they were next to each other. In the yeah. um, so Versed is a liquid and vecuronium is a powder. But that, oh. like all of the things that should have clued her in that she was giving the wrong medication did not compute. Mm -hmm. So she gives Charlene Murphy the dose of Vecuronium and then left the room. And this is where really the neglect comes in, Mm -hmm. is that when a nurse puts a medication into your IV, then they need to stay with you for a few minutes and make sure that you're not having an adverse reaction or something. Mm -hmm. Had she stayed, she would probably have noticed that, um, the patient was having trouble breathing and, you know, may have been able to reverse Mm -hmm. what happened, but she didn't, she knew that uh, the imaging people were coming to get her for her MRI. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, so she just left her in the room and, um, Charlene Murphy died. She was brain dead. She could not, she couldn't take a breath. Like a paralytic will stop you from being able to breathe. Mm -hmm. And so she died. And when Redonda figured out, realized what she'd done, she immediately reported it, reported Mm -hmm. it you know, to her superiors. And she has been very open all along that Mm -hmm. this, she did this, this was her mistake. Mm -hmm. And, you know, usually these kinds of issues are dealt with um, by the hospital and by licensing agencies and on the civil side, the civil courts if necessary. Yeah. But unfortunately in this case, that is not the way that it went. She mm-hmm. um, has just been found guilty of two different charges. So mm-hmm. she's she's been found guilty of negligent homicide, um, gross neglect of an impaired adult, and negligent homicide. Mm-hmm. And so she could do three or four years in prison uh-huh. for this. And it it's a scary thing and the medical community is really, really concerned about it Yeah, because up to this point, this stuff was dealt with civilly and internally mm-hmm. because medical mistakes happen and they happen a fair amount. Mm-hmm. Also the system has no um, consequences in this situation. Mm-hmm. Redonda was covering for another nurse. So Charlene Murphy was not her patient. Okay. And so she was also training a new nurse at the same time. So mm-hmm. she's seeing a patient that she doesn't know. She's training someone. And then they have this situation where instead of like the pharmacy checking a medication and delivering it to the nurse so that there are some extra checks and balances, mm-hmm. she just has to get it out of this cupboard. So... Mm-hmm kind of set up for failure in a few different ways. Yes. And I mean, obviously she made a big mistake. I mean, mm-hmm. Versed is a liquid and the vecuronium is a powder. Like the way that it's administered is different. It looks different. Like mm-hmm. she should have caught that, but there's no intent. They've, they've not proven any criminal intent. All of this is about negligence because she didn't right. intend to kill anybody. Mm-hmm. But in fact, did. She did. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a big nursing group on Facebook that has like 600,000 members and it's called Show Me Your Stethoscope. And there's a nurse that, that founded it. It's called, uh, her name is Jane, Janie Harvey Garner. And she says... Healthcare has just changed forever. You can no longer trust people to tell the truth because they will be incriminating themselves. Yeah. So normally, you know, doctors and nurses are encouraged to speak up if they know that they made a mistake and they Mm -hmm. come up with a plan to, you know, resolve it. And, you know, if they have to, they go through civil courts and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But this precedent is really dangerous to set because it means that people will be afraid to speak up because they will be incriminating themselves criminally. Right. Which could cost more lives easily. Right. Right. 
I mean, the, the purpose of all of this is to keep the conversation going and open mm-hmm. so that when mistakes happen, they can be resolved quickly and there's training and, you know, there's yeah. lots of stuff. I mean, the thing is, Charlene Murphy was in the hospital with a brain injury. If she had died and Redonda had not spoken up, it's likely they wouldn't even have caught the mistake. Mm -hmm. Like she would have probably, they probably would have just, you know, said, Oh, you know, it was from her, her head injury. Right. So really, she did the right thing, the responsible thing. She did. as, As she would. Yeah. 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 And, you know, the other issue is that we have a national nursing shortage. Yeah. And this is a, the, another reason that the medical community, the nursing community are speaking out. Like, you know, if you make this too hard for people, they're just not going to be nurses. Right. Which there's there's a point here. And I, and I don't want to make it sound like I don't think Redonda did anything wrong because she did. She seriously yeah. screwed up. Although they have not actually been able to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the uh, paralytic is what killed Charlene Murphy. Mm-hmm. They are assuming it is, but it's not actually possible to know for sure. Mm-hmm. And yet she's been convicted, which I find that scary. You know, what's where's yeah. beyond a reasonable doubt here when they can't even say for a hundred percent positive that mm-hmm. Charlene Murphy wouldn't have died anyway. Right. They maybe can say it contributed or potentially contributed. Yeah. That is scary. It I was isn't... very surprised to see this conviction, honestly. I didn't mm-hmm. really think they'd get it. I didn't either. I think that <clears throat> a lot of people are shocked by this. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the negligence around not staying with her, that, that is a big deal. It is. Mm-hmm. But if you've ever been in a hospital, you know, the they're always understaffed. Right. Nurses are running you know, as fast as they can to get through as many patients and do as many things as possible. And yeah, I mean, do those protocols always get followed? No, yeah. I'm sure that they don't. Yeah. But I don't know. I, you know, is this a crime? Is this a terrible me, accident? It's not. It's not like she did it because she was one of those nurses that purposely killed their patients. No. Yeah. There's it's no intent. It's not like she it. did it because she was involved in committing some kind of other crime that resulted in this. Right. You know, those are the things that, that bother me, you know, it's not like she did this because, uh, you know, because she didn't make this mistake because she was high at work, you know, or some other thing, none of those things. And so I really I'm really troubled by it too. And and I agree that uh, a lot of hospitals need to step it up, but uh, that's the hospitals in general, typically not necessarily the nurses. And again, don't at me. I know plenty of nurses, uh, you know, that probably aren't great and have made a lot of mistakes. And we know that there are actual serial killer nurses. We've covered them lots of times. Right. That doesn't seem to be the case in this case in any way. So it does little charges. Yeah. 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 It's so it's, it's, it's scary because it could change our healthcare system. And, you know, Mm -hmm. do I want there to be fewer mistakes made and fewer people killed by accident? Hell yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Is putting Redonda Vought in prison going to do that? No. 
No. It's not at all. So I don't know. I just found this case really interesting and something to think about a little bit and Mm -hmm. just to be aware that this is happening for one, because, you know, there's a lot of people saying that there's going to be fallout in the medical community from this. People who will not report when they make an error, people who will choose not to be nurses, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. been a rough few years for nurses anyway with the pandemic. And, you know, I think the nursing community is feeling pretty unappreciated right now. Mm -hmm. Well, not only that, uh, the potential for people to then set each other up for stuff like this, Mm -hmm. you know, the wrong person being blamed, what happens when a doctor makes a mistake like this. And it's really easy to uh, push it off on a nurse who actually gets the charge. There's just, there's a lot of concerns here. A lot of things that could go wrong. Yeah. And of course, the prosecutor in this case had said that they weren't trying to make an example of Redonda and they're not trying to set precedent, but I... But you did. But they did. Whether they were trying to or not, they have. So two predictions from me. One, she will appeal this to high heaven and probably win. because There have been calls for clemency from the uh, governor even. Interesting. Well, that's interesting because my other prediction is that what we'll see from this is individual states creating their own laws around the healthcare community and and how they can or cannot be charged and things. We'll start seeing some legislation come from this. But for a time, it's going to be a rocky road. Now, where we live in Idaho, we like to... uh, go the wrong direction on literally everything. So, you Always. know, we'll probably pass something that, uh, you know, makes, makes absolutely no one want to be a nurse for any reason whatsoever. But yeah, this will just well, start legislation. It, it will. It will. And it's scary because uh, what I what it makes me think of is qualified immunity for police and about how much that has been abused yeah. in situations where the behavior was criminal. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why this case is the example. But me neither. There are much more egregious acts out there than this. Yeah, there are. And, you know, I mean, all the love to Charlene uh, Murphy's family. You know, of course, of course. They, they lost her and they want justice and they want to know why. And, you know, I, I get that. I do. But the impact that this is going to have on our healthcare system, mm-hmm. I, I don't see how it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I don't see how it's going to bring about change that keeps that protects from patients from having these experiences yeah. again. I don't, I don't see how this is going to do that. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So hmm. we'll keep an eye on, on Redonda Vaught and on what her sentence will actually be. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there will be, you know, anyone stepping in, you know, and appeals and all of those things to try mm-hmm. to, cause they're obviously they're, they're not done fighting it. So yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I know you have a DNA for the win for us. Yes, I do. Do you know how much it costs to do the DNA work required to catch a killer? Thousands of dollars. Or to identify a body. Yeah. Low end, 5K. Okay. It's why a lot of, uh, especially like John and Jane Doe's 
never get identified. It's why so many rape kits are never processed. It's why a lot of this DNA stuff has been sitting on the shelf and not being processed like it should. Sure. Because individual municipalities can't afford it. $5,000 a whack. They just don't have it. Mm -hmm. So something that has been happening, thanks to the true crime community uh, by and large, has been philanthropists stepping forward to help catch killers, Mm -hmm. which is pretty interesting, and crowdfunding to help catch killers. Yeah. So I want to tell you a little bit about this amazing lady. Her name is Carla Davis, and Mm -hmm. she is a philanthropist who has made it her business to start trying to uh, solve as many cold cases as possible in her home state of Mississippi. Oh, wow. It started with her uh, on LinkedIn last year. She saw a post called Identify the Victim of the 1978 Tennessee Murder. And she has a real passion for DNA anyway. She never knew who her father was. And as an adult, uh, when it became possible to start putting your DNA into the systems, you know, and see... She centered DNA to Ancestry and 23andMe and GED Match and got a match and found her father. Mm-hmm. He was deceased, but she discovered that her dad had been a race car driver that lived not very far from where she grew up. Oh. And while he died of prostate cancer before she had a chance to meet him, uh, she was able to meet his family and kind of have some completion to her life and understand yeah. who she is. And so... She already is involved with DNA on a different level. She's involved in a Facebook group who helps people to track down their families using DNA. So she's -hmm. she's already got a big passion for this uh, as is. Then she saw this opportunity. And at the time when she saw this uh, GoFundMe, it needed still about $4,000 to get to their goal. They'd raised about a thousand and she has that kind of money. So she went, what the hell? Why not? Right. Mm -hmm. So she went ahead and uh, donated the $3,800 that was needed. She actually lives in Dubai now, but uh, this just seemed interesting to her. So they reached out to her. This was, uh, it was Othram Lab that was uh, crowdfunding. This mm-hmm. is what's pretty amazing too. It wasn't the police department. It was Othram Lab that was saying, wow. hey, we have this case in front of us. We really want to solve it. Help us. And people are sending in money, which I think is amazing and an amazing mm-hmm. thing to be a part of. So yes. they contacted her and said, uh, was that a mistake? <laughs> because uh, most people don't send us that kind of money. And she said, it was not. Go catch your killer. And they did. Wow. And it was pretty cool. And she has now given Othram about $100,000. Oh, wow. Now, Othram is not a nonprofit. There's no tax write-off for this. She doesn't care. She's just realizing how many families have waited so long for answers, and she is wants to be a part of the answer. Sure. So, and it's not just her. There are a whole bunch of different groups. Uh, Othram says that, uh, or, or there, I don't think this is just Othram. This is a New York, New York times article and I will link it in the uh, case description, but they, uh, 
They say that so far donors around the country have given around a million dollars to wow. DNA dragnets, mm-hmm. which is pretty amazing. That really is. Mm-hmm. There is another group called the Vegas Justice League. They're a group of wealthy friends uh, in the Vegas area, obviously, that have given Othram about $45,000. And that has resulted in solving three murder rape cases from Las Vegas from the 70s and 80s. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I know that Crime Junkie, the podcast, Mm -hmm. they have raised a fair amount of money and have been doing the same, identifying unidentified bodies. They have uh, raised around $300,000, in fact. Uh, Yep. And that is exactly what they're doing. It's a pretty amazing thing to think that people are here for it, you know, that they're willing Mm -hmm. to help contribute and send in money and help solve these cases. It's kind of sad, I think, that our system itself isn't able to just pay for these things. But then again, you know, they're operating on the budgets that they have. And maybe it's okay that the private uh, spectrum or private sector is pitching in, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, the the backlog is so huge that I think that, you know, small municipalities Mm -hmm. just cannot get on top. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Helping to get caught up, you know, is a huge, a huge job. Yeah. Now, Audio Chuck is a podcast company who has a whole bunch of true crime uh, shows uh, on their genre. Mm-hmm. They have donated eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that that's who that's who produces Crime Junkie. Okay, is Audio yeah, Chuck. yeah, eight hundred thousand dollars towards uh, solving these cases. It's just, I just think it's really uh, heartwarming and amazing. It is, yeah. So the nonprofit that uh, Crime Junkie has found it is called season of justice. They have, uh, they have themselves have raised $250,000. Wow. And that $250,000 has made grants towards 53 unsolved cases. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is neat. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Now, if you're interested, the group that uh, Carla Davis is involved with, is called DNA Detectives. It's a Facebook group. And DNA Detectives uh, have people that are a part of the group that are called search angels. And the search angels can help you, or you could become a search angel, to help other people to get your DNA figured out so that you can find your family. They're not solving crimes. Mm -hmm. They are searching for, uh, you know, for families. But... You know, from that, they are also working beyond this. Wow. That's really, really cool. Isn't that just amazing? I absolutely Mm -hmm. love it. It is just so cool. So it seems that there are other uh, uh, philanthropic, uh, you know, groups that are springing up to do this same kind of work. So watch for them or help found one if you can, you know, mm-hmm. she has now pledged that she's going to continue to give money to Othram to solve every cold case she possibly can in Mississippi, because that's wow. her home state. Mm-hmm. You know, if every state worked together as a populace to fundraise and crowdfund for all of their cold cases, imagine what yeah. we could do. 
be amazing. So, something to consider. Pretty amazing. But yeah. it looks like it is somewhere around five grand per case mm -hmm. uh, the, at the low end to do the DNA work and to get the genealogical, uh, you know, the family tree figured yeah. out. Yeah. The reverse wow. family tree situation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think it's more depending on how complex and in-depth the whole situation is. But at any sure. rate, that's kind of where it's at. I thought it was interesting to know that number, you know? Mm -hmm. That is interesting to know. So I thought we would call this a DNA for the win case because I certainly think that it is. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. And I, you know, I, it's one of the things that I love about our global society mm -hmm. is that there are so many ways to get involved and mm -hmm. be of help yeah. to people. Yeah. Very, very Absolutely. awesome. Yep. So now you know. Well, now we know. Yeah. Well, we've had the eye of the tiger. We've had the nurse that is not a criminal, probably. And now we've had some very good news in the DNA world. So I would yeah. call this, you know, sometimes we have an episode that we're like, oh, my God, every one of these cases was tough to hear. Mm -hmm. This is a little different tonight. Yeah. Today. Whenever yeah. you're listening to this. this. Is, yeah. This is a good Wednesday treat. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. And this is our Wednesday episode, so we will be back this evening at 7 p.m. Mountain on live stream on YouTube and Facebook for the Wednesday night case updates. And we always have lots and lots of true crime updates for you on Wednesday nights. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow night, Thursday at 7 p.m. Mountain is the Psychic Hour, and we will also be live streaming that. And then, you know, we'll be back next week with lots more great stuff. So... Be sure to check out our new episodes this week and let us know what you think about um, Radon Devot yeah. and this, this case. I'm curious to hear uh, people's perspectives. You know, I know a lot of mm -hmm. nurses have like been in court showing solidarity for her, mm -hmm. um, you know, but, but yeah, I I'm think curious. People's perspectives will be based on whether or not you have your own background in healthcare or your family members and, or if you lost a family member due to medical negligence, I think that we'll kind of see both sides of that yeah. uh, really emerge. Well, and it's definitely, you know, both issues are very important. Sure. It's just how do we solve this problem? Yeah. I don't think jailing individual nurses is the way to go, personally. But No, I don't either. Yeah. But it's true. It is complex. It yeah. is. Very so much. we'll keep an eye on it. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care. Uh -huh.